Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I am your host, Christina Slater. And today we are joined by a very special guest, someone who's actually... We've been working together for a few months now. She recently joined the Cut and Conquer team kind of after I was mentoring her for a while. And that is Ramzia Hanbar. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Hello, everyone. Excited Um, to finally have you on the podcast. Um, Me too. So today we're going to be chatting about a few different things, but particularly we're going to dive into time management and organization and kind of how that pertains to our fitness journeys and why we're going to be doing that topic, especially for Ramsey's first podcast with me, is because since we met, seriously, Ramsey has been impressing me with everything. And <laughs> truly, I can say I've never met another human being that can rival me when it comes to work, effort, and intentionality and ability to perform at a high level. I get all the time people saying like, how do you do all this stuff? How do you manage all these things? How do you not go crazy? And I mean, sometimes I definitely do go crazy. But Ramzia, it like rivals me when it comes to that for sure. For real. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. So seriously, everything that we have talked about when I'm like, oh, Ramzia, you should try this. You should do this. She literally just does it immediately executes improves, takes constructive criticism, and just continues to grow even in the few months that we have known each other. So very excited for you to kind of share who you are and your story and some tips with the listeners. Thank you. Yeah, you're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So just a little bit about me. I am a university student. I study at University of Toronto and I study kinesiology. So it's very close to fitness and I can apply most of the things to coaching. I'm in my fourth year, so I'm almost done. Which is which so is, exciting. Yes. For that feeling and it's the end is near. <laughs> I, I'm excited 100%. I know I'm going to miss it, but I'm just so excited to graduate and then put my entire focus on improving myself as a coach. So yeah. That's exciting. I remember like my last year in university and I could not wait to be done. And at least like I know you're super passionate about what you're studying. I was not. Um but I remember that. And that's another thing that I like admire about you so much is just being able to manage everything and prioritize tasks and still live and exude a healthy lifestyle. So I guess first question kind of for you is obviously you're really fit. Obviously you're a coach, you're a trainer. How do you specifically kind of make time for your own fitness and your own workouts? And let's talk training first. Because I remember when I was in university, I really struggled to make time for that. Of course, I didn't have the skills that I have now. 
but I'm just wondering like kind of what you do to make that work for your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So honestly, like planning and having a schedule for yourself is so, so important. So obviously I have my class schedule. So I have lectures at specific times. So I know for sure I can't train during those times. But as long as I like plan ahead, like Sundays, I usually will go through my whole week and I'll try to aim for three to four workouts a week. Like I'm not training like too intense right now, but I just make sure that I'm scheduling in like at least an hour Mm -hmm. on the days that I have, I guess, like less like priorities. So like less like classes. So yeah, scheduling and planning is number one. And also making sure that when I am in the gym and when I am like in my workout, I'm really just being there. Because Mm -hmm. if I'm like stressing about all these other things that I have to complete, then like the intentionality is not there and like the training intensity is not there. And then I'm just like, getting nothing out of the workout anyway might as well should just exactly you might as well have done something else (laughs) exactly yeah so and that's what motivates me to get my my tasks done because I say okay I have my workout later let's grind out all this work let's get it done so that I can go and just enjoy my workout and just save that energy for it like the physical and the mental energy and the mental energy too yeah yeah So there's a lot of good stuff you shared there. One thing that I want to go back to, and I think this is so important because a lot of people struggle with the all or nothing mentality. And we talk about that a lot with our clients. Mm -hmm. It's a huge, huge thing at Cut and Conquer and just in general, right? With people on fitness journeys and trying to get in shape and achieve different goals. So one thing that I want to emphasize is just like the ebbs and flows of life. And we do talk about balance with our clients quite a bit. But I don't look at balance as in this perfect thing where you're always going to have a certain amount of time for your family and a certain amount of time for treat foods and a certain amount of time for healthy foods and everything. Because to be honest, that is quite impossible. It's quite unrealistic. And something that Ramsey has said that I think is really relevant to go back to is right now, like she's finishing school. Like that's obviously a huge priority, but that doesn't mean that she just stops working on her fitness goals, right? So mm-hmm. you said you're doing like three to four workouts a week, which isn't a lot, but it's still significant. Like you're not going to lose progress and you're still going to be able to like take those small steps forward in your fitness goals by training three to four times a week, especially if you're doing what you're doing, which is being present and being intentional with that time and following a plan that plans out your life and that plans out your gym session, right? So yeah. I think a lot of people need to acknowledge their priorities at different seasons of their life. For example, when I'm on prep, like I get my cardio in. There is no exception because that is it has to be my priority. But when I'm not prepping for a show, like I can be a lot more flexible and give my time to a lot of different things while still like making improvements with my physique, right? And same thing mm-hmm. with Matthew, like we even chatted about this, like different career goals and different goals for yourself when it came to like your physique, thinking like next year or the year after when you don't have school as like that big priority. And 
even though some of our listeners might not be in university right now, this would still apply. We have a lot of site workers, a lot of people who work shift work or they're working like a turnaround. That's not forever, right? So there's going to be times where, yes, your priority is your job and you have to recover because you're working 15-hour days, 21 days in a row. Like It doesn't make sense to try to do cardio every day in that instance because you're going to run yourself down. But just being really aware of what your priorities are in this season of your life. And sometimes those priorities are going to be your fitness goals. And you're going to have to schedule your other things around those sessions. And that's not wrong as long as you're still moving towards like your life vision. Yeah, 100%. Um, Another question that came up. So because I know this is something that we've had clients struggle with and um, I've had questions geared towards myself. You said you kind of map out your time that you're going to hit the gym. Now, how do you hold yourself to it? Because I know when it comes to work, school, kids, it's easy to get influenced by external circumstances, right? when it might feel like working out is a chore or something that's not top priority, how do you hold yourself to hitting that gym session no matter what? Honestly, just like reminding myself of how I'm going to feel afterwards. Mm -hmm. Like after I complete that workout and like also reminding myself of what are my goals right now? Even if it's just like maintaining like how I look and just maintaining like some level of like fitness Mm -hmm. really just reminding myself of that and telling myself that I won't regret it like even if I just go and tell myself to get half of it done which ends up just getting the whole workout completed anyway Mm -hmm. but even just telling myself that is like one main thing that I do to hold myself accountable I like that. That's something we talk to our clients about too, is like focusing on the feeling and how good you you feel. And I've heard this quote before. It's something about, I don't know who said it, honestly, it might be an obvious person, but like the person who can find enjoyment in walking is going to walk so much farther than the person who doesn't like walking, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same thing. Like you can find enjoyment in fitness, even if, even if you hate working out and you're doing it strictly for your health or for an aesthetic goal, like, you have to find something that can bring you some type of pleasure because that's what motivates human behavior is yes. moving towards pleasure, moving away from pain. So even if it's like Ramzi said, like that feeling afterward of accomplishment or like the endorphins you get from pushing your body or the almost like meditative experience of being present with yourself in the gym, there's we have to find something that we can connect to if we want to build it into our lifestyle. Because going 100 miles per hour in January because you have a New Year's resolution is cool, but you're not going to maintain that if you're just doing Mm it for an outcome and you're just going 100 miles per hour. Like You have to find enjoyment in the process so that you want to keep going and you can work it into your life long-term. Yeah. And it's actually one of our clients just had this breakthrough recently and they mentioned how they're enjoying their workouts more. And this is awesome because like motivation isn't always going to be there. And I think a lot of us know that now. And so finding the enjoyment can be that motivator on those days where you're not as motivated. So I think that was like a huge breakthrough and really, really important. Absolutely. And 
it's funny because and, I, and I'm sure you'll relate, Ramsey. I'd like to hear your perspective on this. But I, even though I've had a lot of struggles with like my body image and with binge eating in the past, especially when I was younger, I've been pretty athletic and into fitness or sports for the majority of my life, probably like since I was in grade like five. So that's a long time mm-hmm. ago now. So I've always been like an active person. But I do remember when I was first, literally first starting in the gym. I don't know when you first started in the gym, but I first actually started working out when I was like, like 17, I think. So mm-hmm. that me for too, me actually. being like grade 12. And then I was inconsistent with my fitness through university until my fourth year. So I do remember a time when I would go to the gym like every day. I didn't know what I was doing back then. Like I would do cardio and I would like randomly lift weights, but I didn't really know how to. And then I would just stop and it would just fall out of my life. You know what I mean? And I would even do the Mm -hmm. same thing with diets. And I know you shared a bit about that in the client group too, where especially when I was younger, I would go on this diet because I saw it on Pinterest. Pinterest was the thing when I was like 18 and I would find this like the military diet and I would just do it. But then I would just, it would just fall out of my life. It wasn't that I wasn't still active. But the thing is, if that is you right now and you're listening or a variation of that where you like have the drive and you want to achieve these goals and you go all in, but then you just find it just slips away, right? You can build it into your life. You absolutely can. Because now I'm at a place where I don't miss the gym. Like I just simply do not miss the gym. And it's not even a question. And I'm not trying to be unrealistic or tell you that I'm perfect. But it's as to me, it's the same as brushing my teeth. Mm -hmm. I just brush my teeth. I don't have to be like, oh man, am I going to do this today? Do I have to? It's literally a part of me. And the same thing with my food. I know this might be drastic for a lot of you and I'm not pushing this mentality, but I don't eat candy. I There's no part of me that would ever even consider eating a piece of candy. And that might seem extreme to some people, but candy is just not a part of my life. There's zero question of me eating a piece of candy. It's just not going to happen. So you can create the life that you want but you have to be willing to put in the right ingredients in the right dosages because I didn't just randomly do that in a year. It took me 10 years to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're here, right? Yes. Help you find that the way that we can bring it into your life. And it's about sustainability too, right? Fitness is a, is a lifelong journey. And it just, these things end up becoming your non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. And so eventually you'll find a way where it's just, okay, like I have my workout today, like I'm going to get it done and that's it. Mm-hmm. Totally. One other thing I would love your opinion on before mm-hmm. we move on is I was actually talking with someone recently, just a random podcast listener. And she was saying like, oh, I want to get a coach, but I'm not fit enough yet. Right. Or I'm not quite at that level yet. But the this is just so true in any aspect of your life, I think. like. The whole point of getting a coach or getting a mentor or getting an expert or a professional's help is so that you can accelerate your speed and accelerate your progress because you can mess around for years and years and years of trial and erroring random stuff. And eventually you probably will get closer to your goal. But the whole point of working with a coach is to help you. You don't have to be in a great spot to hire a coach. In fact, Mm -hmm. Usually when you're struggling the most and when you feel the most lost is when you need that support. And that goes for whether you don't have a coach or whether you do and you're struggling because a lot of people also are afraid to reach out sometimes when they're struggling Mm -hmm. or if they have these past 
patterns of becoming closed off when they struggle and feeling like they should have the answer. Again, that's a really common, just like behavior pattern that people pick up from childhood even. So what are your thoughts on that? Waiting until you're fit to get a trainer. (laughs) Honestly, like it's funny because I know exactly, like I've literally been through that. And even I know this is like a little bit like far off, but I feel like a lot of people will will relate to this. And basically when you say, oh, like, I'll be happy, like when I reach this like certain weight Mm -hmm. or I'll, you know, I'll be happy when something like happens. And basically like my main takeaway is now is the right time. There will never be a quote unquote, like perfect time. And like you said, when you're struggling is like when you should reach out, Mm -hmm. but basically just you'll never find that you'll never find that perfect time and you'll never get to that place where you'll be like oh okay yeah I've reached my goal or I think I'm like finally fit now that I can get a coach and need more help no it's like when you're struggling that's when that's like the best time and like you said to accelerate your your progress too so yeah so two things that popped into my head while you were speaking I love that you're saying that And I think that is so relevant as you go through life and as you get older and as you move through different stages of your life, because, and this is honestly a fairly recent mindset shift that I have had. I would say mm, probably the last four, three to four years, maybe I used to be the person that would save my fancy underwear for a special occasion or I would save my outfit or save my like good eyeshadow for a special occasion. (laughs) Me too. Um, Or right. Or I think of a more fitness related example, but I would always be like, oh, I can't do this yet because I'm not, um, I'm not fit enough yet. Mm -hmm. Or I can't book this vacation because I haven't dieted long enough. Yeah. I don't deserve this thing yet. And it wasn't so much of a self-abandonment thing. It was more just like, I kept waiting. And it was like, oh, I'll do this after. I'll do this after. But life is so much better when you allow yourself to enjoy it and you give yourself permission to enjoy it. And that can look different for a lot of people because I think what held me back, and a lot of people are different than me, but I'm not your typical outgoing person who wants to be spontaneous and do random shit all the time. That's not me. I like to be very routine and regimented and structured. So I had a hard time identifying with just enjoy your life, but you can apply it no matter what your personality is. Because even now I do the same things every single day, the same food every single day, at the same time, every single day in the same place, every single day. But I allow myself to enjoy it. If I want to just do my hair fancy for no reason, like I will. Or if I want to like do my whole makeup or not do any makeup for whatever reason, I'll do it. Like, I'm not saving anything for any day. And even when it comes to... So this is funny because I used to be the complete opposite like with money. I used to be like, I need to save my money for like retirement or whatever. And I'm not saying obviously spend all your money because I'm not like that at all. But I'm a lot more okay with purchasing things that are going to bring me happiness. Yeah. Right? Um, and I think that's a big thing. People also, they're like, oh, I'm saving money for retirement. You're probably going to fucking be dead by then. Let's be honest. I know that people don't like to hear it, but like the chances of you even making it that long, I don't know. Like maybe you're not going to make it that far. And like, you're waiting until you're 50 and you're retired. Well, why not enjoy your life when you're 30? Because it's going to suck a lot more when you're 50 and you have aches and injuries. Not saying life is over when you're 50 because 50 is still pretty young, but 
enjoy your life now, no matter who you are, what age you are, because you can still keep going until you're freaking 90. My grandpa is like, how old is he? Like 97 or something. And he actually went on a hike. Isn't that crazy? That's awesome. (laughs) He like hike trail. I I shouldn't say hike, but yeah. So it doesn't matter how old you are. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing that Ramsia mentioned was there's never going to be a perfect time. So just start now. And what I like about that and what we teach our clients is if you're struggling, that's okay. Because if you can make certain habits stick when you are in times of like chaos, imagine how powerful those habits are going to be when you're not struggling. Because life will get better. You will make it through things. You've made it through everything in your life so far. So if you can like stick to those non-negotiables or create a habit when life is not perfect, imagine how good you can do when life starts to come together for you. Yeah. And even like meal prep, for example, this is number one, like getting this habit down. Well, especially like for me, like it takes all, it takes out so much thinking and so much time and allows me to prioritize other things like other tasks that need to be completed so like that can be a habit that you work towards especially during these difficult times and so I try to do that like especially during the school year making sure that I have like my meals with me or even just cooking in bulk and having like my protein just ready like my boiled eggs are like already ready boiled like in the fridge or like my chicken is already cooked it's in the fridge all I do is just portion out put it in containers and like just get ready and go and that takes out so much thinking and so much mental energy that I could apply it to my workouts or like to my other like any other tasks that I have to complete throughout the day Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's like a key habit that needs to be practiced. And like consistency, of course, is key. I totally agree. And I'm glad you brought up meal prep. So let's stay on the nutrition train for a minute. So, how I guess I want to talk about easy snacks and whatnot for busy schedules. Mm-hmm. But first, like, how tell us a little bit more detail. I know you briefly just touched on it, but tell us. Like exactly how you meal prep. Because I mean, I'll share what I do if it's different than what you do. Okay. But walk us through a typical kind of meal prep for yourself. How do you do it? Okay. So usually my meal prep is done on Sundays. And what I'll do is figure out what my main carb sources are going to be, my main protein sources. And fats too, of course, are usually like quicker. And like my vegetables as well. So usually I'll have like, I'll do stir fries are my go-to. Having a pepper, like pepper, onion, like stir fry, like a veggie stir fry. That's like my go-to for my veggies. So I'll do one big stir fry of that. And then I'll bake sweet potato and chicken as well. And I know a lot of people do these one tray one tray meals where they'll just bake everything, which is also another another tip that I've done. But I'll usually just put those in the oven and then cook my stir fry. And I'll usually have a little bit of avocado. Like I'll portion out like a bit of avocado for my fat. So that's just like easy. Yeah, me too. Like guacamole, so good. But yeah, so that's usually what I do. And then 
just store it in a container and then I just portion it out the day that I need it. Because then I could also mix and match stuff. So if I'm like doing, if I'm not doing a stir fry or if I'm like cooking like uh, asparagus and like broccoli like separate, then I'll just mix match those Mm -hmm. with the sweet potato or the chicken. So yeah. Totally. I think personally, that's the best way to meal prep. I think that's the most realistic for most people. I do very, very similar. Of course, you can totally pre-portion all of your meals. I just find that is almost more time consuming than it's worth. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I do the exact same thing, but I eat the same foods all the time, no matter what. So I'll do ground beef, chicken breast, and then ground chicken or ground turkey. And then sometimes like a fish variation. So either like a salmon or cod, depending. And then I always do mashed sweet potato, air fried sweet potato and rice. Sometimes I'll do yam instead. And then I just keep those in large Ziploc bags in my fridge. And then depending. So sometimes I eat my meals at home. Sometimes I take them with me to my office. So if I'm eating them at home, I literally just portion it out onto a plate as needed. If I'm taking it with me, I just put it in a container, but I put it in containers every... I usually do it like every three days. So I'll do six meals at a time because I take two with me each day. And I just put the carb of the amount, protein of the amount. And then I always change my vegetables. And I never cook my vegetables in advance because I don't like wet vegetables. So I basically will only do cabbage coleslaw and I'll just add it to my food. And then when I heat it up, it becomes like stir fry and then I just put lettuce on it. Oh, good. Yeah. Literally my go-to. I just put lettuce on everything and I just fill it up with lettuce. But then when I'm eating my main meal, like my like supper meal in the evening when I'm at home usually, I will usually saute up my vegetables. So if I'm doing either like zucchini or asparagus or peppers or Brussels sprouts, I usually eat frozen vegetables because I don't like prepping them unless mm-hmm. zucchini and then I literally just have them pre-cut or frozen and I just either heat them up or I saute them in a pan for literally like five minutes and then add them to my food yeah it's crazy it's so easy and for breakfast I eat oats every single day and I just pre-weigh them out the night before and then I cook my eggs three days at a time which for some people might be too much but I literally just do my massive fry of like egg whites and eggs of my proper ratio and then I divide it into exactly the three serving sizes that I need and I put them in a container in my fridge and I eat them every morning yeah so easy yeah i'm all i'm like all for five minute recipes like five like quick like especially like on the go and just being busy all day and like i i get hangry sometimes i can't lie so i'm just like i need my food like i and that's another thing too like why i just need it ready because then if i'm like coming home from a, a really long day and i'm starving like the chances of me actually cooking my chicken and prepping everything is so slim like I'm literally just gonna go for whatever's there already and like my like my mom still cooks like meals for the family and a lot of our culture food is you know like very heavy and like oils and just like foods that are not in my diet I guess right now so I don't want to be eating it all the time so that's why I just I need to have those meals ready or else I'm just gonna go ham when I get home and completely go off track Mm -hmm. yeah I feel you that was some good tips I think so I'm gonna ask you another question before it leaves my brain because it just popped in my head especially being in university now I'm not saying this is 
specific to university. Um, cause I know even some of our clients struggle with this, depending on their friend group and their circle of, um, friends and whatnot. And some people, and it's nothing to do with that person, their circle is just a little bit toxic, <laughs> whether that's their family or their friends or their workplace. So I obviously, I actually did not study kinesiology. So I'm, I'm going to assume I had a lot of friends in that when I was in university, but I'm going to assume that that's a lot more health oriented. So I'm guessing that most of the people in your program are probably pretty health conscious. Whereas yeah. when I was in school, I was doing like business and economics, political science, and like no one was health conscious. Yeah. My friends were not really caring about that when I was in university, but I'm sure you still have like parties and I'm oh, sure yeah. there's still people you're surrounded by that aren't living the same lifestyle that you are. Or maybe you have friends who aren't into fitness. Yeah. But navigate those situations. Do you have any tips? Do you have any advice or stories that you feel would be valuable? Yeah, no, I totally like, and I still experience that like sometimes too, not so, so much in university because yeah, everyone's in kinesiology and we're all kind of like, we all have our like own fitness goals, which is great. But there were a lot of times where I would go to like family gatherings and I would bring my meal prep. And this was like during my cut phases, especially I would bring my meal prep with me. And like, of course, there would have to be like at least one or two people like saying something like about it. And um, obviously it didn't feel good. Obviously I was just like, okay, well, thanks. But I just had to remind myself of like why I'm doing this and just remind myself that they don't understand. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's not entirely their fault, but I have a specific goal in mind and it's not like I'm because I think they like what some people think is like you're restricting and some people think that it's unhealthy, but it's not at all. Like I'm still including all the foods that I enjoy and like foods that are good for my body. So it's not that at all. It's just that they don't understand. And so I just have to remember that they don't and remind myself of like why I'm doing this. And that's kind of how I like navigate that. That's really helpful because a lot of people truly don't understand. And even if they don't understand the lifestyle, it's not even just that they don't have the, most people don't have a lot of knowledge and education around nutrition at Mm -hmm. all. So I think even if you're a client of ours or you're someone who doesn't like, isn't even really on a fitness journey and you don't have a ton of knowledge around um, nutrition, you can still treat that as like a learning opportunity to try to like help educate the other person. And you don't have to have a, you don't have to give them a lesson on micronutrients or anything, but just educate them on the fact that like, this is my goal. And this is the way that I'm eating for this Mm -hmm. reason. And it's not, you can even talk to them about it and just like open that door because most people will either be like shocked that you take that approach or they'll be like really receptive to it. And either way, that's fine because people will be like, usually people will expect you to kind of shut down um, and shy away from it, especially if the intention is kind of an ill intention because some people do that. Even if they aren't a bad person, they kind of put you down because they feel bad that they've never stuck to a diet and it's just this indirect like yeah. way of putting someone down. But if you open the door and worst case, like it doesn't get any better and then you're still like, it doesn't matter because you're still working on your goals and who really cares about what that person thinks. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my take. I like to try to yeah. use it as a teaching 
slash learning opportunity. Yeah, no, I love that. Okay, so do you have any additional, I guess, kind of just tips or insights when it comes to quick, nutritious food choices? Because I know when I was university, like I was on the go a lot. And even if you're not in university, but you're at work or you're working shift work or you just have a lot of kids or whatever, sometimes we need something quick. Yeah. What do you do in that case? Honestly, like having, and I know you, you just did like a live stream on this, on like quick, on like snacks mm-hmm. that are like meals. Yep. Cause I'm like that. Cause I'm like, I'm uh, honestly like a snacker. So <laughs> usually I will have cottage cheese. I know some people are like iffy with cottage cheese. Um, but it's high in protein and like, I personally like it. So that's one of my like main, like quick protein sources. Like I literally just measure that out and it's ready to go. Protein bars are okay. Like once in a while, I try not to have them, um, like every day of the week, Mm -hmm. but especially when I'm like commuting from school to home and it's like an hour commute, having a protein bar is just easy. And I'm just, I can just snack on that while I commute. I'm trying to think of some other quick snacks that I do. What else? Oh, shakes. Mm. Oh my gosh, protein shakes. Those are another quick snack yeah. slash meal, I guess. I, you said cottage cheese. And you can mm. actually, like, even if you don't like clumpy cottage cheese, you can cook with cottage cheese and you can blend it up and you can make a cheesecake out of it. You know, and yes. cottage cheese is pretty solid because you can even add things to it to change the flavor or you could add like fruit or additional protein or nuts or like whatever kind of direction you want to take it. Unless you don't eat dairy, which I actually don't eat dairy anymore. So I don't eat cottage cheese anymore, but I used to and I liked it when I did. But again, just because we say one food, you're like, oh, I'm not, I don't like that. There's lots of ways to change foods so that you do like them. <laughs> yeah. Even like Greek yogurt, that's another main one for me. Cause same with cottage cheese, like you could kind of take it like sweet or savory. So yeah. cottage, I mean, sorry, Greek yogurt, like doing like fruit bowls with Greek yogurt or like even on the savory side with vegetables and like adding a little bit of like sriracha to my Greek yogurt and mixing it and it makes it like kind of spicy. If you like spice, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Yeah, Greek yogurt's another one. I wrote down overnight oats too. Oh, yes. That's so easy and it's so delicious. And you can again pack like all your carbs, all your proteins, all your fats, make it different flavors, change it up. Protein pancakes, make protein pancakes. So oh, good. So many so variations. Good. Yeah, so good. And actually with overnight oats too, I used to be, I used to microwave my oats mm-hmm. in the morning and have them hot. But now I'm like, I love my overnight oats and really good. Yeah. Yeah. So it tastes like cake. Cake. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much, you can take it so many different ways. Yeah. Also beef jerky or like berries, fruit. I would say the biggest tip on snacking that I think is really important is don't just snack on one macronutrient. So don't just eat an apple or don't just eat nuts right? For your fats, include protein and carbs or protein and fat or protein, carbs and fat in your snack. Otherwise you're screwing yourself when it comes to 
like your hunger hormones, staying satisfied. Mm -hmm. Or if you're like on a really aggressive cut, like protein and vegetables at least, which are carbs, but I'm talking more like your fiber because that's what sets people up for failure when they're just snacking on carbs or carbs and fats. And it keeps you full, but not full enough to eat a full meal. And then you're screwing yourself when it comes to hitting your targets because you didn't get in what you should have. And then you're hungry. Like protein bars, for example, I love them and I hate them because you think you're getting all this protein, but you're getting more carbs and more fats than you are protein, right? Because a typical protein bar has about 25 grams of protein, about 25 grams of carbs, and about 10 grams of fat. So you're getting like 90 calories from the fat, you're getting 100 calories from the carbs, and you're getting 100 calories from the protein. So you're getting um, 200 calories that are not protein calories and 100 that are. So you're really not getting that much protein and they Mm -hmm. don't keep you very full. And they're packed with artificial shit most of the time. However, I do like protein bars and they do taste good. And on occasion, they are a very useful tool, but I wouldn't make it a regular habit to be eating them daily. Yeah, for sure. And and it's funny, that's what I used to do that. Like way back when I, I didn't know much about like the nutrition fats and like the impact on gut health and everything. And I would replace my meals with the protein bar. Cause you know, I thought it was, I thought it was quicker and I thought I was getting all my protein in, but it was very damaging to my gut health and my digestion, especially. Yeah. So interestingly enough, like I get headaches from protein bars, like really bad headaches. And I don't, I've been trying to figure out what it is. And I don't know what the ingredient is that gives me a headache, but there's a few protein bars that don't do it, but almost all of them do. And I've compared ingredients on ones that don't, ones that do. And I literally cannot find the ingredient that is the same. So I'm wondering if it's like some weird combination of things, but it'll be like quest bars. Give me a literal migraine. What's the other ones? The grenade carb ones. Those ones, I can only eat like half of one at a time. If I eat a full one, they give me a headache. The one bars, those give me a headache. The pure protein bars, those give me a headache. Wow. Ones that don't are the BSN crisp protein ones. And the power crunch ones, those do not give me a headache. There's a few other ones, but yeah, like instantly. Like I'll eat the protein bar and within 10 minutes, I have a splitting headache. Yeah, there's so there, I don't even know if you look at the ingredients. I, I don't even know. There's there's so, so many much, ingredients too. Yeah, there's so many. I don't even know how to pronounce them. No idea what they are. Um. So yeah, that's why on occasion, yeah, like it's fine. You know, everything in moderation. Yeah. Okay. So kind of final topic I do want to cover is what are your best practices for recharging and taking time for yourself because you do a lot of stuff. Like I know that you mm-hmm. obviously work for me and you <laughs> go to school and you have a partner and you play flag football and mm-hmm. you go to the gym and you meal prep and you work out and you have a lot on the go. So what are your best tips for making time to like work on yourself and just mm-hmm. refill your cup? And what does that kind of look like for you? Yeah, honestly, sleep is number one. Like my brain will, like I will 
shut off everything like at a certain time like in the evening like I'll be like okay like I'm not gonna work at this time like I'm done and I kind of take that like 30 minutes to an hour just to do a little bit of self-care and just to um, wind my brain down and my body down too so doing skincare is like I've been doing a lot of recently that helps me like wind down and obviously makes my skin glow. So I love to do that before bed. But my main point here is just like making sure that I'm still prioritizing my sleep because if I'm not sleeping, then I mean, this goes for everyone. But if you don't have that good sleep quality, then like you're not going to have enough energy like throughout the day. You're going to have headaches. And so sleep is number one. And also just, I guess some other like self-care things is just like taking some time for myself outside in nature. And I know a few people, a few clients like to do this as well. So on the weekends are usually like more of my like down, downtime. So like on Saturdays, especially I try to get out there. I know it's getting colder now so it's gonna be a lot harder too but um yeah just getting outside too I like that yeah being outside not only just outside but letting your eyes look around the world because we're so Mm -hmm. often looking at a screen or looking at a phone or you know what I mean focusing in on one little thing and it's really good for our eyes to like scan the horizon you know yeah so just like even being out there and looking around at the world I also find I don't know if this is just me but like driving really therapeutic as long as I'm not driving in traffic just driving down a road or a highway or walking in general even if I'm walking on a treadmill I find it really helps me relax yeah Oh, actually, I know this is another thing that's important to, if you're looking for more physical activity, I guess, to improve your neat. I like to clean. I know, I don't know if you're like the same way, but, and I, I know some people feel the same. I don't know if any of the clients agree, but I find cleaning therapeutic and it's weird because I will... Like if I'm just like really stressed out about something or if I'm like getting overwhelmed with tasks, I'll like just take 10 minutes and clean my room or just clean my space Mm -hmm. and it just clears my mind. So that's another thing that I do. And then obviously you're like getting some movement in, which is good. Cleaning is a really good, I don't want to say workout, but it's a really good method of movement because when I clean my house, which I actually don't do that much of anymore, but like when I do, I hit so many steps because I'm like walking around, moving stuff. You know what I mean? It's funny because I agree with you to a point, but I used to like cleaning when I lived alone because when I cleaned, it stayed clean. When you have a messy... Brendan's going to listen to this. He's going to hate me because he hates it when I say this. But when you have a spouse that is not super tidy and kids, you clean. And within two seconds, you have to clean again. So at some point, you kind of give up on the cleaning and it becomes very much not therapeutic anymore because you feel like you're driving yourself insane. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I feel that because I'm talking about like cleaning like my space, like my room. But if I'm like going downstairs and I have three younger siblings, so 
there there's four of us it's a pretty busy chaotic household and so I totally feel that because like <laughs> I go down and I'll like I'll clean the dishes and then I'll come back up do some work and go back down and the dishes are again and you're like well what like why did I just do that mm-hmm. yeah I, I I feel that for sure which is so funny because like I never had that experience because I've always lived by myself pretty much and when I was a kid Like I have a sister, obviously, but she's 20 years older than me. So we didn't grow up together at all. Mm -hmm. So my house and my things were never like messed up because if they were cleaned up, they just stayed that way. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's it's different. It's different with siblings. And especially if you're like closer in age, like my siblings and I, like we're all pretty like close in age. So everyone's always here. Like someone's like always home and everyone's like leaving everything everywhere. And it just seems like. Like, as long as everyone can just clean up after themselves, like, it would be great. But obviously, <laughs> it's not I- ideal in most situations, especially if you have, like, young kids. Like, obviously, they can't, like, they don't understand to do that. So. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps up everything for today. Did you have any final thoughts or anything you wanted to share before we end it off today? Um, I believe that is it. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. And I'm excited and looking forward to more episodes together. Me too. So if you tuned in and got some value, definitely uh, take a screenshot of the episode, share it to our to your Instagram story. This is Ramzia's first technical podcast episode, I guess. So special yeah. shout out to her. Ramzia, where do they find you on Instagram? Fit with Ramsia, but it's like a W. So fit W Ramsia. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you again and see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life.